This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Today's guest is Jeffrey Shears, author of the book, What All Dads Should Know. Welcome to the Father Matters Show, Jeffrey. Hey, glad to be here. Where you at right now, man? I am in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro. Okay, man. Hey, Jeff, I want to jump right in this, man, because I love the title of the book. You and I talked a couple of times briefly. Why the book, What All Dads Should Know? Well, um, the motivation behind writing the book, so I've been studying fathers for years as a graduate student at the University of Denver. And so uh, I often make the statement that you ask people on the street, a mom's important. Yeah, everybody knows that moms are important. If you dig a little deeper and say, well, what contribution do mothers make to children's development? People can articulate what that is. You ask most people on the street, a father's important. Uh, well, if he's around, I guess so, right? Right, right. Um, and so what I thought was needed is we need to be able to articulate and educate the, the public about what are the unique contributions that fathers make to children development? You know, what what do things that fathers do that moms can't do? So the whole idea about writing the book was really I've been doing research um, for years. I became a dad and I really wanted to give back and, and make meaningful impact in the community around the importance of fathers in the lives of children. So let's unpack what all dads should know with all this research what should we know from from some of the research that you came up with, Jeff? Some of your personal experiences. Well, first of all, you know we talk about you know I, I talk about in the book fathering along the continuum. So you know how fathers important for children or infants. You know I highlight that uh, um, fathers are, for example, fathers are 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 an influence on self regulation. I often use the example of you know when a little child is playing in the floor, dad comes home. What's the first thing he does? He picks his child up starts tossing them in the air, rough and tumble play. Well, children don't experience that with their mothers, right? They only experience that generally with their dads. And so we found out that when uh, children have uh, active fathers uh, like that, that is strongly influenced with self-regulation, the ability of children to control their emotions. And guess what? Self-regulation is highly correlated with school readiness. So, for example, that's one thing right there, the way fathers play with their children. Moms are much more into cognitive play, things of that nature. You know, I talk about how important fathers are to daughters, you know, as far as, far as building self-esteem. I'm a father of three. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have three girls. And so um, fathers are super important to daughters, right, um, just as being a protector, right? Fathers are super important to sons in regards to, you know, kind of giving them their legacy and, and being an example, being a role model. And, you know, I talk a lot about in the book, too, about co-parenting. And I talk a lot about, about um, 
being a stepfather. You know, so I use my life experiences, as I said before. I've been doing a ton of research, got a lot of academic articles out there. Um, and the co-author, Clarence Shuler, a great friend of mine, said, hey, man, you need to tell your story because guys really need to hear their importance in their lives as children. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love it, Jeffrey. And I know a little bit about your story, but the listeners don't. But but share a little bit of that, because right now, Jeffrey, we, we, we've got a lot of men that are just trying to do life on their own, trying to figure out fatherhood, trying to figure out manhood. And the tools are there, but we just don't go to each other as men and say, hey, man, I got something on my heart. Can I share it with you? We we'll go to each other to brag about something that we've that we've that we've got or finance, but we won't go and say, Hey, Jeffrey, man, I, I got, I got an issue with my son or with my daughter and, and share a little bit about your personal situation. Like you said, with, with, you know, growing up, I love the fact that when you say little boy, the fathers and the sons play a little rough house and that does affect schooling as well. And then with the schools, you know, pulling PE out, you oh, know, yeah. you, you, you expect a little second grade. I, I have a first grader. My my oldest son just graduated from Sacramento State a couple of years ago, but my youngest son is a first grade, and you know we expect little boys to sit still mm, and exactly. and learn without PE. They need to let some of this out. Can you unpack that a little bit, Jeffrey? Sure. So I'll, I'll certainly share my story. I often joke, you know, when I'm uh, giving presentations that women, and I don't want to be general, you know, be uh, I don't want to generalize here, but. Uh, a lot of women have a support network, whether it's big mama or, you know, sisters or whatever, and they can call up um, and ask, hey, you know, I need to help me. What? I, give me some, you know, baby's teething or, you know, they have a, they have a whole little network that they, they have people they can call. And I have to argue, men don't really call up another man and be like, yeah, I need, can you give me some help or potty training my son right. or, you know, but that's just how men are. We're we going to figure it out. And so we don't generally have a resource and, and, and just to support what you said. So um, to just give you a little little background, give you my story a little bit about how I got into this fathering uh, research. And um, I was in graduate, I was a graduate student, University of Denver, and um, was recruited to head up uh, a fatherhood study, which was uh, part of Early Head Start Research and Evaluation Project, looking at father's involvement in low-income, largely minority communities. And so uh, as a graduate student, I didn't, that wasn't my area of expertise, um, but went in, you know, beginning to collect data and, and things of that nature around fathers. So I often joke that, you know, I was collecting the data and, and I would interview these guys about um, what is you know what is important about being a dad and what is being a good father because part of this research coming out of that project really uh was cutting edge because up until then there were very few studies about low income largely minority large, largely minority communities uh regard, regards to fathering there were just wasn't a lot out there about what is good fathering in low income communities and so you know um and I was interviewing guys about what does it mean to be a good dad, and um, and guys would say, you know, you know. And I was like, well, no, I don't know because I don't have any kids. And so um, I ran out and got married so I can have a little more, a big, a little more authentic <laughs> when I interview, right? <laughs> so I ran out and got married as a graduate student, and um, my wife, uh, then girlfriend, had a, a four-year-old. And um, so I instantly became a dad, you know, um, Instantly became a dad, so I'm I'm a closet stepfather, and uh, have subsequently have have two children, and so that's kind of how I got started. And so even you know with um, my 
stepdaughter's father is heavily involved. So I write, you know, I talk about in the book about how to do those things, how to date when you have a child, how to be the man when the woman you're dating has a child. You know who needs to uh, set forth me the other parent or, and, and things of that nature. So, you know, the book is really, really hands-on. And so um, I really just share a lot of my experiences, you know, and having uh, three girls, um, raising a, a, a stepchild. Um, I have a, a part of my book that says step step parenting isn't easy. You know, I was like, you know, your, your, your stepchild scores, 20 points in the, in last night's game they're in the paper but because that last name is different no one comes to you and be like hey man I see mm-hmm. your kid knocked down 20 last night mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. That's deep. so you know you do a lot of work and um, you know the the uh, the the benefits or you know the pat on the back is not always there you know I, I often share a story when uh, my oldest my stepdaughter uh, I should take her. She plays basketball. She's a basketball player for St. Joe's down in Philadelphia. So doing a summer circuit, you know, I often joke that people have a problem when you discipline your stepchild, but they don't have a problem when you provide. Mm. So, uh, you know, her, her biological father had flown to the East Coast and won the summer tournament. So here she comes up to me because she wanted a T-shirt, one of those $30 T-shirts. It's like, uh, Dad, I want to get a T-shirt for $30. And I was like... Your dad is standing right there. Won't you hit him up for the right. money? <laughs> you know, right. saying like her biological father. So people don't have a problem with you, you know, being a uh, uh, being a provider. But um, when you have to do the other parenting pieces, um, you know, people have sometimes have a problem. So I talk a lot in the book about you know our relationship and how I reached out to him to you know at the end of the day, um, as parents and co-parents, uh, step parents, whatever. The, the ultimate goal is to uh, rear this child and that the parents all have to be on the same page and, um, you know, kind of give some advice and things of that nature about how to, how to go about doing that. Um, I certainly talk a lot about, and, you know, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention the relationship I had with my dad and um, and how, you know, my fathering, and we the, the literature really talks about as generative fathering, that we father the way we father. You know, I, you know men... We, you know, we ain't gonna reinvent the wheel, you know. And the literature certainly supports that. If your dad took you hunting, guess what you're doing with your kid? If you, you know, your dad, you and your dad worked on a car, you know, it's probably what you go do with your kid. Also, you know, I often joke, I got three girls. While your girls play ball, because I ain't have any sisters, so that's what my dad did with my brothers and I. Took us to the park, and so when I became a dad, guess what I did? Took the kids to the park. Even though I had girls, I also did the. The, sweet, the tea parties and stuff like that too, but um, so part of this whole generative father thing that we father the way we were fathered, yeah. and uh, you know in some of our communities we don't have a lot of fathers, and so where do men learn how to father? And so like I said, I'd be remiss if I didn't give um, credit a lot of this, you know, to my own dad who was there, who had every excuse, you know, um, undereducated, living in segregated South. Um, had a child way too early. He had a number of excuses not to stay there and raise his son, his sons, you know, but he did. And um, so, you know, that's kind of my story in a nutshell about kind of how I got to this point to be researching and, um, and writing about fathering. Right. And like you said, you said your father stayed there. See, that's what was powerful. You know, he did what he was supposed to do. And I heard this one guy say, fathers come into this world wanting to father a certain way. And sons come into this world wanting to be fathered a certain way. 
And our kids don't do what we say. We do what we do. And like you said, you started taking your daughters to the park because your father took you and your brothers to the park. You that's know, right. so and it's like that's what's important. And then at the same time, uh, uh, there's like a generational divorce going on, uh, Jeffrey. Now, definitely, I'm definitely going to want to get into that. But it's like you got a lot of older fathers with the wisdom of the silver hair who don't pass down the younger generation, but the younger generations, I'm in my, my, my late forties. We don't know how to go to the older generation. And instead of us bumping our feet and, and walking in the walls, why don't we, you know, look into get to that, that older mentorship. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And so I encourage, um, church, religious organizations, um, fraternities, other organizations who want to promote fathering, that, you know, men learn by seeing. There again, you know, whether it's men's pride or how we've been indoctrinated to masculinity or whatever, we just, you know, seeking help, you know, uh, behavior seeking help with men or help seeking behaviors in men, excuse me. You know, a lot of times we, we're not as comfortable asking for help. So part of what we need to have in our communities to promote fathering is events where younger guys can see and model mm-hmm. positive fathering. So like I said, whether it's in a religious organization or whatever, that we have, we promote these events where we have, they say, more senior fathers, have topics around father, but just have a young dad who, there again, a lot of communities, we don't have fathers. We don't have any fathers in some families. How does this guy learn how to father unless he sees? That's right. right? And, and, and so and, we need to have events in the community where, and I've always been very mindful of, you know, how people may be looking at me when I have my daughters, when they were little, even now, you know, that, okay, that's how you do that when this child is acting out. This is how you uh, discipline. This is how you positively enforce good behavior, whatever, for guys who don't know. So we need to be mindful and be um, be very, very mindful about how men engage and how men learn to provide those supports in the community. Absolutely. And I, you did some research on your website. I want to get back to that after the commercial break. But you're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Jeffrey Shears, author of the book, What All Dads Should Know. We'll be back after this. Hey, man. Father Matters is introducing a new kind of support group that focuses on the challenges of fatherhood. Thursday nights, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. This is our time to discuss any issues or concerns we have about parenting children of all ages. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org. Each session will focus on a specific aspect of parenting and the groups are structured in a way that lets everyone share. For more information about this father support group, visit fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. Hey, Father Matters Show family. Will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com soundcloud.com or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters show with your friends and family. Thank you. Welcome back to the Father Matters show. 
Mark your calendar for November 4th for our Father Matters Job and Training Institute. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also, catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. And Jeffrey, uh, again, we have we have Jeffrey Shears, author of the book, What All Dads Should Know. I know you've been listening to Jeffrey. He's touched on everything from step parenting to to raising early children at early times. Get his book. Uh, what all dads should know. Jeffrey, on your website, you did some re- some research. You did a research brief. Unpack that a little bit about that brief that you have. So, um, so part of, you know, so professionally, I'm a social worker by profession. That's what my training is. My PhD is in social work. And so, um, you know, some of the training that I do has to do with um, understanding, as I said before, what fathers bring to the table. And, you know, a lot of, um, you know, in our profession and other helping professions, we aren't necessarily equipped to work with men, okay? In my profession, female-dominated, we're not necessarily equipped to, to work with men. We don't really have any training or anything in our in our um, training and our education that prepares us to work with men and fathers. And so, um, so part of this is really to help. It's the research brief that I provide to the community, and it's, it's different topics uh, per month, but this was really around how social workers can promote responsible fathering, and um, part of that is educating mothers about the importance of fathers. You know, I keep alluding to a lot of moms grow up, uh, a lot of women grow up without having a father in their life, and so uh, consequently, they don't really understand the value of a father, and so part of... of uh, the separation of families and fathers not having access to their child is because moms as gatekeepers don't don't really value fathers. Uh, another thing in 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 our profession in social work and you see it around in 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 other helping for professions that um, because that we don't have the training we don't understand the help seeking behaviors that men have. We don't see the cues. We don't understand how that man is you know because. We haven't been trained to do so. And so part of it is really just this research brief is really just to outline the importance uh, of fathers. You know, I talk about what we just said, intergenerational fathering and uh, things that influence fathers, uh, their family of origin. You know, so, um, so part of what are the biggest influences of a father being a father? So one is the whole generational, intergenerational fathering. The biggest impact is how he was fathered. So let's just think about who we work with in the community. Um, looking at what was your relationship with your dad? Absolutely. Okay. As we begin, as we begin to think about, well, what is how? What kind of dad is he, he? What is the influence of him as a dad? What was his relationship with his dad like? Now you're right? you're you're in North Carolina right now, right, Jeff? Yes, sir. I, I I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona. You hit something, man. I was holding my breath to to, to step in because the same situation is in in, in North Carolina, Arizona, Chicago, Maryland. Uh, um, um, Everywhere that I go, man, Texas, that in the social work field that I spoke, I put it this way. A couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity. I was one of the speakers at a, at a, at a home visitation conference. Jeffrey, it was over 1,200 people in this, in this conference. 98 plus percent of the people that was in the audience were women. It was a home visitation conference. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing that. And, you know, we can do these home visitations and we can 
tell children, uh, tell parents that, you know, your children need nutrition in the morning. They need a proper daycare in the morning. But see, if we work on the hearts of the men, because if you work on the man, if you work on the heart of the man, a lot of this stuff is going to come together. And okay. it's hard when some of these men, I, I, a woman came up and told me, I said a lot. She came up and told me, she's advanced. The reason why I've been doing social work for the last seven years, because I've been trying to fix my father and trying to fix my older brothers. And then I married a guy and I've been trying to fix him. That's deep, and that was real. She said if I said that in, in public, she wouldn't admit it. But she said not only that, she said majority of her coworkers have issues with men. Well, that, that, is, that is very important. So, so for right now, I'm, I'm doing trainings with uh, basically how to increase your capacity to work with fathers and child welfare and looking at fathers as a protective um, factor in, in child welfare. And you're exactly right. When I began to put this training together, one of the things I did was I, I interviewed uh, social workers around uh, working with dads and working with men and things of that nature. And I'll be very honest with you, I've been in uh, academia uh, for the last 17 years as a professor, and I'm, I'm a director of a uh, graduate, uh, master's, master's in social work program. And I really thought that my training was really going to be around uh, tools and uh, techniques to use with engaging dads and getting fathers involved and things of that nature. Um, and it is, but I've come to find that some of the, the biggest hurdles with working with fathers and child welfare and in uh, some of these social service settings are that some of the workers have issues with their own fathers or with their, their child's father. And um, so I had a young lady, this this is telling, this is kind of anecdotal, but I had a you know, person sit in on a two-day session. She came to me, and she's a very accomplished social worker. And she came to me and said, you know, because of this training, I sent my daughter's father her prom pictures. I mm. never would have done that. And so it wasn't, I mean, it is about how, but it is around understanding where you are. You know, for this workforce to understand what are the preconceived notions, what are the issues I have, you know, and to interview uh, professional social workers and, and have them be emotional around the abandonment they felt by their dad. And this is, you know, these ladies are married, very yeah. accomplished. And these are, you know, they married with grown kids and they are, they are, you know, having issues with the abandonment that they felt by their dad. That's right. So, uh, I mean, that that is real powerful. And being a father, being a father of daughters, you know, I know in our community we always talk about it takes a man to raise a man and things of that nature. And there is certainly a a lot to be said about that. But being a father of daughters, I'm also very mindful of how important we are to our daughters. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I tell men that I am so grateful that the first man to hug and kiss my daughters was a man that didn't want anything in return. How about that? That's their dad. That's right. Right. The, the, someone to pour into them and and tell them they're beautiful. You can be anything you want to be, and don't want anything in return. And it saddens me that a lot of women, the first time that happens from a man, that guy has an ulterior motive. How about that? Yeah. So you know, part of being a father of daughters, I, I always just have to throw that in there. Like, hey, yeah. it takes a man to raise a man. I get that. I was raised by a man. I would not be the man who I am today if it wasn't for my father. But my protective and what I poured into my daughters is equally as important for fathers to recognize that their uh, effect on their daughters is super important. And let me throw this in before we go to the next part. I also warn men that your daughters are internalizing how you treat her mother. 
right? So that's how she expects to be treated by this next male figure in her life, the way you treat her mother. So always be mindful of guys who are the doting dads to their little girls, but disrespectful to the mother. Your daughter is internalizing how you treat her mother, how you call her out of her name. Absolutely. Hey, Your Jeff, daughter's internalizing it. Let yes, me sir. do this, Jeff. I got 10 seconds, brother. How can people get in touch with you? Please visit my website, uh, dadsknow.com, D-A-D-S-K-N-O-W, dadsknow.com. Um, follow me on Twitter, dadsknow. Um, I could be reached uh, through email, jeffrey.shears at outlook.com. That's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y dot S-H-E-A-R-S at outlook.com. Dadsknow and uh, dadsknow at Twitter also. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you for joining me on the Father Matters show. And thank you for tuning in to Father Matters. Join us next week. At the same time, same place, have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.